0: Hey there, it's Fashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Today, I want to talk about sin, not the Ten Commandments (laughs) sin. I want to talk about sin that we have passed or deemed permissible And I guess if I'm being honest or completely transparent, they would be in line with the Ten Commandments sins. But today we've hidden it or we've masked it to look like it's okay. It's just a normal part of life. It's the thing we do. We come up with clever loopholes and explanations to justify why we're doing what we're doing. We know we shouldn't be doing it, but we're doing it because everyone else is and we don't want to look like the oddball out. I'm talking about Christians, because Christians, we're supposed to be the ones that are the salt and light of the earth, right? We're supposed to be the ones that are different. We're supposed to be the ones that are uncommon, but Today, we're the common ones. We blend in with everyone else. And to be honest, I feel like you can't even tell whether someone is Christian or not. And that's not to say that we should be on the streets with poster signs saying, you are sinful. Give your life to the Lord. That's not what I'm saying. Because honestly, that type of evangelism, I'm not sure if that entirely works. Now, if you're listening and you're one of those who goes on the corner of the street and you yell and scream at people to flee from their sin. I apologize. If it does work, send me a message and we can chat about it. But I know from my perspective, every time I drive down the street and I see one of those poster signs, I'm like, does that actually work? I want to go up to the person that's doing it and ask them, have you actually saved any lives by doing this, by screaming and yelling at someone that they're sinful? Because if you have, then... Boy, sign me up. But anyways, I digressed. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about us Christians or who proclaim that we're Christians, but yet we are doing just as the world is doing. We over-sexualize the up-and-coming generation. What I mean by that? We use our kids on our Instagram reels to shake their booties and shake their bodies, objectifying them to sexualizing their body. We validate impurity, Consumed through our eyes and ears. I know Jared and I recently we started a movie and we had to pause it and tell ourselves, you know what, it's not worth it because there was so much sexual impurity in there. There was so much just raunchiness in there that we both looked at each other and we're like, is this necessary? Do we need this? Do Is this even edifying? It wasn't. So we pressed pause and said, you know what? Forget it. Let's just find another movie because it's not even worth it. I don't want him in a position that compromises his thoughts and he doesn't want me in a position that compromises my thoughts. And then not just through the eyes, through the ears, we listen to things that are vulgar. We listen to things that uh, promote sexual impurity and promiscuity. And we laugh at it and we think it's so funny because, yeah, everyone else is doing it. It's a joke. It's just a joke. But why is sex a joke? Sex should be serious, shouldn't it? It's between a man and a woman. And it's one of the most intimate things that you can do. But yet we we pass it as a joke and we laugh about it. We look at people on TV or in the music we listen to or the radio stations are plugged into and we laugh about it thinking, oh, it's just it's it's harmless, just a harmless joke. But it's sex and sex is one of the biggest reasons why there's divorce today. So is it really a joke? Sex is the reason why there's so many people bogged down in depression because they have these secret sins of homosexuality, of masturbation. Of pornography, but yet it's funny, right? And I don't want to like come across as this doomsday person or just really crazy John the Baptist girl. But hey, we're having a serious conversation here. These are permissible sins. We feed the sensual appetites of our body. We watch these shows. We, you know, listen to these musics. We read these types of books that just gives us exactly that hit that we need to satisfy and gratify our sensual appetites. We idolize politics, social media, the likes we get, the status, the fame. When idolizing anything but God is a sin, but that's all we talk about. You know, one of the greatest ways to figure out what your idol is or what your God is in your life is what are you talking about? What are you constantly talking about? What is constantly on your mind? And that's your God. You've idolized that we've justified enmity and hostility among those who think differently than we do. If they don't think like us, oh, blocked. We don't we're not going to be friends. If they don't look like us, I'm sorry, cut off from our friends list. But yet, the word of God says that we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. We refuse to release from the grip of having anger and bitterness. We hold on to things from our past and we've justified it and said, oh, it's just because we've been hurt as a child or, you know, we've been so deeply wounded. And I get it. I get that. I get that there are wounds that we're holding on to. But who the sun sets free is free indeed. Right. I mean, that's what the scripture says. That's what we quote. That's what we preach in church. That's what we sing in our songs. But yet we're not actively living it out. We've we've allowed anger and bitterness to be a permissible sin. And we've said, oh, we've been hurt so badly. It's just, it's just the way it is. That's just the way I am. We support the retaliation of fits of anger. I mean, we see that on the streets and I don't want to get too much into the political side of things, but looting and retaliating in anger, where is that? And how is that Christ-like? Where is Christ in that? And how is that Christ-like? And we use the verses of Jesus was in the temple and he destroyed everything. No, that's out of context, my friend. It was the religious leaders who were idolizing money, who was using God's temple for something entirely different. That's why Jesus retaliated the way he did. And that was righteous anger. For us, an example saying, hey, look, if the house of God is being misused, tear it down. There's no point for it to be in place because it's not fulfilling its purpose. So we misquote certain scripture verses to justify what we're doing. And then we team up on jealousy and envy among the body of Christ. This is one of my pet peeves. We say we're Christians. We say we're the body of Christ, but yet we have segregation. Yet we have cliques among each other because we're jealous of someone else or we envy what someone else have. So I can't be a part of their friend group. Like, come on. It's so childish. So, so childish. There's unhealthy competitiveness that leads to division. And that stems from that jealousy and anger. We compete with each other in the body of Christ. And it's unhealthy. And that's why people leave the church. That's why people don't even bother want to go to church. Because why would I show up to a place that I don't even belong And then we support and glorify the state of intoxication. I get this all the time. You know, Jared and I personally don't drink. We choose not to drink. That's not a part of our lifestyle. And that's just a decision we've made. I've seen alcoholism in my family that I've stayed far away from it. I don't even want to test it out because I may have a tolerance that I didn't even know was there. So rather than discovering it for myself, I'll just leave it aside. But... The body of Christ, the state of intoxication, that is just hilarious. We treat it like sex. We laugh over when people get tipsy or hungover, and that's really not funny. The Word of God says that a drunker will never enter the kingdom of God. So, honey, if you are drinking, you is drunk. I know that's really a stretch, but get what I'm saying here. If you choose to drink, that's your prerogative. We each have our own decisions to make in our lives. Don't do because I say so do because you're convicted to do so. But if you are glorifying alcoholism, if you're glorifying intoxication, then that's when it becomes a sin. I personally don't feel that if you drink wine every so often or you drink whatever every so often you're going to hell, that's just me personally. Don't stone me. Don't quote me. That's just what I believe. But do I drink? No, because I don't want anyone else to stumble. I don't want myself to stumble. I don't want to discover what it's like to stumble in that field. So I choose not to. And Jared and I choose not to introduce inner home, whether we're eating out, we're among friends who are drinking. We just say no. Simple as that. Because why would that be necessary to have fun? But anyways, I'm getting too much in that topic. That topic is for another day. And then lastly, I want to touch on accepting and engaging in orgies and sexual indulgence promoted in TV shows, movies and songs. And I already touched on that earlier, but we specifically choose shows that promote these types of things. We specifically engage in shows that promote these types of things. I know on Netflix, there's these drag queen shows, LGBTQ shows. Why the heck as a Christian are you watching that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be crass. And just raw there. But for real, why in the world would a Christian be watching that? Oh, so that I can relate to those types of people. No, that's crap. That's just flat out crap. That's just a stupid justification for what you're doing. There's no reason for us as Christians to be engaging in shows like that. I'm sorry. And, you know, you may hate me for that. That's completely fine. It is what it is. But we're supposed to be salt and light of the earth. We're supposed to be consuming things that are pure, that are righteous, that are uplifting, that edifies the body. And quite frankly, today's Christians, we're doing exactly the opposite of that. Our teenagers, I've seen teens post on Facebook, post on our Instagram stories. And I'm like, what in the world? How are you guys knowing so much about advanced stuff? Like I didn't know or I wasn't introduced to a lot of these things until later on in life. But it's our culture now. Our culture is to be up to date with the times, be up to date with the latest reels and TikToks and whatever. But we're not up to date with what God's doing. We're not up to date with hearing God's voice. We're not up to date with being indulged in God's word. But we're up to date in everything else. We know, we, we know the latest politics We know the latest news, we know the latest gossip, we know the latest dance moves, but we do not know the heart of God. And that's the most dangerous part of living in this time because we've passed all these things as sins that are okay. These are okay sins. We won't necessarily go to hell if we do these sins, but we are drawing further and further away from Christ. And the further you draw away from Christ, the more disconnected you are, and I'm sorry, but one saved is not always saved. So we gotta check ourselves. You know, the Word of God says in Galatians five, nineteen through twenty-one, Now the works of the flesh are evident adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentious, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness revelries and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to hear that. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You could scream that you're a Christian all day, but the more you allow these little things to pass as little sins... The further we are from Christ, the more we draw away from Christ and the likelihood we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Once saved is not always saved, my friend. If you've heard that in the past, if you believe that, I challenge you to go to Jesus with that. Just because you said the sinner's prayer when you were six years old doesn't mean you're a Christian today. It's actively living it out. It's actively seeking truth. It's actively Being connected with Christ. So I'll leave you with this. There's no harm in having fun because you can have fun as a Christian. Surprise, but you can. You can have fun as a Christian. But when we dilute Christianity to push our personal agenda, self gratification, or our narrative of rightness, that's when we have got it wrong. Being a Christ follower is being different, it's leaving your mark, it's being uncommon. And even in that uncommonness or that uncommon state, we can have fun. But in having fun, we still influence those around us. So it's simple. All these permissible sins boil down to what you're sowing into. What do you spend your time doing? What have you allowed yourself to believe are harmless, permissible sins? What are you encouraging those around you to believe are sin passes in Christianity because people are watching you people watch you do people watch what you say what are you sowing into that you've blindly told yourself it's okay it's harmless but yet is influencing every part of your character that's it for today, guys. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog Podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.